This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records. You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods, and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Miscreants on the Moon podcast. With you once again, it's me, Jacob, and as always, my very special uh, co-host. Hayden? <laughs> I almost called you my very special host because... I don't know, co-host felt demeaning, but... I don't know. I mean, co- it just uh, means, my, like... My... Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't know why. I think it's because this past week I heard I heard someone saying on a podcast, like, why am I always the co-host <laughs> and you say you're the host? And, like, they got into a bit of, <laughs> a bit of an argument. I was like, do I do that? <laughs> but I always thought my my very special host sounded it's just weird. The, so, I, um... I think it's just the, the way to uh, say it, right? I yeah, think. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. My brain is also uh, fried from the past week, so I'm. Th- this might be one of our. Um, okay, Cursed I almost ep- said this episodes. might be one of our bad episodes, but but don't stop listening. <laughs> our bad episodes aren't bad; they're just like cursed. But I think it's in a funny way. I don't know. I don't listen back to our episodes because uh, the silky smooth sound of my voice just gets me too you know rocking but uh <laughs> rocking <laughs> but all the episodes that i've said are cursed i think are funny so maybe this will be one of those maybe it'll be informative maybe a little bit of both who knows but anyway we're here to talk about a couple things this week uh unless you have any other news to talk about both of them are pedro pascal related um <laughs> i don't have anything else, i don't, I don't think. <laughs> yeah the only the only other thing i have to say is uh you haven't seen the whale have you no, I haven't. <laughs> I saw it this week. Um, it is... I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I oh, also... Wait. I do have a little bit of news about that, if that's what you're about to bring up. What about it? That Brendan Fraser won the Critics' Choice Award for Best Actor. He did. I did want to talk about that because um, I thought it was great. You know, for, for a while... Uh, he, he, he would be the guy that they would get on these award shows to, like, give out the awards. Mm-hmm. And I know he's talked about that, how, like, it meant a lot for him to go from, you know, handing them out to actually being handed one. And I think he really deserves one. Like, he's 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 been through a lot, mm-hmm. you know, with, like, just the, all those action movies he didn't have taxing that were on his body and his mental health and leaving acting. And then kind of coming back and having some small supporting roles and some things and then just having you know another leading man role in this uh really like really great movie i think um mm. the aspect ratio also makes it look like it was made for like a square tv which i thought was interesting it un- annoyed me a little bit like at first but then i quickly forgot about it Mm-hmm. And then after I left, I appreciated it. So I thought it was great. Yeah. And he was very, uh, very deserving of that award. I, I think his performance was amazing. I've always loved him as an actor, but, um, but yeah, no, he was great for mm-hmm. sure. You should definitely watch it. Uh, I know it's been weird about uh, coming to like when it comes to certain theaters because your brother uh, saw it a few, like a few weeks ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Because we, we had both talked about really wanting to see it when it came out, and it didn't come to either of our theaters. Um, 
and he it came he drove like an hour to see it somewhere it would have been like three hours or four hours for me so i didn't i didn't go but um yeah no it's uh i almost saw it. it 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 was out when i was in arizona so i almost went and saw it one night but i checked my local theater and it was uh coming out the day before I got back, so mm-hmm. I went and saw it with my girlfriend, and we both really liked it. So you should see it if you get a chance, both we'll Hayden it... and those people listening. <laughs> we'll see if it comes near me. Yeah. If not, it'll probably hit streaming, I would assume, sometime soon. So, <laughs> Speaking Hopefully. of streaming, something else that I watched. Uh, between yesterday and today, I watched um, all of season one of The White Lotus, and then the first four episodes of season two. So I have like three episodes left. It's good. Um, it's a very different kind of show. I, I think you'd really like it based off of some of the stuff that you like. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's, it's it's different than what we usually talk about on this show. But uh, so is The Whale. I just, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I watched two two things this week that I, this weekend that I thought were good so i decided to you know just give a little bit of a recommendation at the start at the start of this so i appreciate it yeah (laughs) yeah um but anyway on to what we're really here to talk about this week uh pedro pascal is i think someone i think you or someone else sent me a tweet earlier that was like (laughs) he's about to have the world captivated for the next four months that he is (laughs) yeah for sure uh because the main uh, thing we're talking about this episode, the season premiere of The Last of Us TV show on HBO uh, came out yesterday. So uh, it just started. Uh, and that has been received really well critically. I've seen a lot of like 9 out of 10s for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that range, a couple of 10s. And, but I, I've seen like the majority of them are like, you know, four and a half, nine out of 10, you know, 95-ish range. Mm-hmm. So, uh, by all accounts, I, I, I was, we talked about it a few months ago and I was like, I'm nervous. This isn't going to be good. And then I think last week I might've said that this was like my most anticipated thing of the <laughs> thing yeah. of the year. It flipped real quick. Once the <laughs> review started coming out, I was like, maybe this is good. Um, yeah, it, so, it got an outstanding reviews at the beginning. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, maybe... The viewership numbers might not have been that high initially, but I think once word of mouth gets around and stuff, I think it'll definitely pick up. I think so. And well. introduce a lot of people to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then starting in March, March, March first, I think. I don't remember the date when it comes out. Truth be told. Yeah, so I think it's like both of these shows might be on for like a week or two. So right around the time that this is wrapping up. The Mandalorian season three comes out, which is something that I don't know how I feel about. I guess we'll just uh, go right into it. A new trailer for that came out today, mm-hmm. along with a poster. Um, you just watched the trailer before we started. How do you? And I, I know that you were a bit more positive about this than me. I'm just wondering how the trailer made you feel. Uh, I mean, like the biggest thing to me that I saw, and I made the comment to you, was like the costumes, and I think the set looks great. Like there's, it looks like a new planet that we've never seen. It, I, it's hard to describe like the way it looks like. It's kind of. Like, I would assume it's Mandalore. May I just hope Mandalore is just not a, another sand pit. <laughs> uh, it's not. I mean, they've they've been to it in 
the Clone Wars, which I know you haven't watched much well, I, of. I, I've watched all of it. Oh, I just you? don't remember. I guess. Oh yeah, they go to Mandalore. Yeah, that's for a right. Few the whole arcs. Ahsoka, Darth Maul thing was there. That is, and then Obi Wan goes there in mm. a couple different seasons. I think like, yeah, season two, three ish, and then he goes back in season five or six. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not. I, there might be some sandy bits on it, but it's not like essentially a desert planet like <laughs> Jakku and uh, Tatooine and whatever that third one was in the ninth movie. Who knows? <laughs> whatever that's <laughs> called. I remember when I 100%ed Lego Star Wars, like the Skywalker saga, there were f- three or four desert planets that you had to do, and it was they all were just the same. It was <laughs> frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, other, so I, I, I agree. Um like every Star Wars show, it looks good. Um, the costumes are great. The creature designs, like the aliens, and um, there are a couple like weird Sasquatch-looking things towards the end of the trailer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They all look really good. Um, there is one thing, uh, Salacious Crumb. I don't know if that is actually Salacious Crumb, but... But it's his species, at least. Yeah, I didn't like... That was clearly a puppet, but I didn't think it was a very good-looking puppet. But that was the <laughs> only thing in the trailer that, like, I didn't enjoy visually. Mm. But, yeah, what about uh, what about everything else? Because I have some... I think our, our opinions may differ on... The rest of the content. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't get much of the story from it. I just saw, like, a bunch of Mandalorians teaming up, but, like, I don't know why they would team up with him, because he's not supposed to be a Mandalorian anymore. Or at least to his, like, faith. His, his like, weird culty part of it, yeah. Yeah. But still, by the mainstream view, isn't he supposed to be, like, the king of Mandalore? Doesn't he have the sword? Uh, yes, but he also didn't, like kill the the previous owner to get it like the rule is or something yeah but he got it in combat i don't know i don't remember like I, you're supposed to kill him but he uh he yielded instead so. yeah which but it still sounded like whenever um what was her name S- sabine or something so Sab- yeah sabine Wren. Yeah, whenever she was talking about it, um, she made it seem like he still had ownership over it, and she couldn't get it without killing him, or like, because if she was going to do it, she wasn't going to take like a a yield for an answer, she was going to kill him, so, I don't know, Um, (laughs) yeah, it it looks like there, so I, I think last week, you talked about wanting it to be like a them taking back Mandalore essentially, mm-hmm. and that looks like what we're getting. He's going back to Mandalore to get. Um, he has to defeat something to get his. To get back into his cult, I don't remember what exactly it is, but kill they the said Mandalore it in that or something like the giant beast. On the planet, yeah, yeah. That so <laughs> it was never talked pro- about, probably in the the Clone Wars. No, it is. It is. It is. Do they yeah, show it, it? 
I don't think so, but there was some type of beat. They might have, but it was some type of thing that whenever uh, Death Watch or whatever the Mandalorian like, uh, was it like rebellion type thing? I think they talked mm-hmm. about it some. So it's been mentioned for sure. Uh, I just don't know exact. I think it's like a dragon type. It's supposed to be some kind of dragon type thing. Yeah, if they if there was, that's how I was imagining it. So maybe I was just like. Seeing it in the Clone Wars is that, I don't know. Like yeah. if they showed it in like some kind of, excuse me, like a, what's it called? Like a not a prediction, like a a fate, a like vision? the fate, a vision. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure exactly what it looks like, but I, I think early on is going to be him going and tackling, tackling that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, within... How many episodes are these usually? Like, six or eight or something? I don't know, like, ten? I thought. Oh. I don't know. Well, then, yeah, probably the first, like, three or four episodes are going to be that. But then it looks like he is going around and trying to unite the Mandalorians everywhere for them to, I guess, take back Mandalore. Mm-hmm. I... It looks fine, story-wise. I still just wish they'd given it a bit more time to breathe. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with, like, Season 2 wrapping up so nicely. Yeah. I wish that they had just held off until Season 3 to bring us back to this character and to resolve some of those things. Yeah. Not only because, you know, um, he... It just, it feels like they could have given that story arc a bit more time with him going and getting challenged and then finding out he's not a real Mandalorian and he got kicked out or whatever and then getting Grogu back and everything. It feels like they could have given that more time to breathe than putting it in two episodes of another show. And then also, you have to wonder, like, there are going to be people that watch this that don't watch the Boba Fett show. Possibly. Mm, maybe. Um, maybe because they really liked Mandalorian, but they heard that Boba Fett wasn't being that well received because people didn't love it when it came out. Um, so they didn't see it through. Maybe once they heard there were Mandalorian episodes, they watched those. And, you know, if you have Disney Plus, you can go back and watch these pretty easily. But it it just feels like they did a weird continuity reset shift type thing Mm -hmm. going between seasons two and three and they used another show to do it i just feel like some audiences might not make that leap for one reason or the other probably not (laughs) but then and then there's people like me who just think that they wasted an opportunity you could have had a den in the in the Boba Fett show without giving him his own weird subplot type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm hoping it's good. I just feel like it's a bit unnecessary because I really love the way that season two wrapped up, but that's just how things are now. Like they're going to keep making them until they get bad. Probably (laughs) sadly. Yeah. That's how it goes normally. (laughs) Yeah. So Season 2 wrapped up so well, and then also just the fact that they 
accelerated this plot by using another show's episodes. It just, I don't know, it feels weird and rushed to me, and it feels like we haven't given that character and that story time to breathe, which is one thing that I talked about when we reviewed season two, was that I just wanted to kind of take a step away from that character for a while and really just give him an opportunity to to kind of, you know, go and have some development on his own and things like that. And to really give that relationship between him and Grogu being separated more time because mm-hmm. it feels like they didn't spend any time apart. I'm not sure. Maybe they'll go into it more. They could they could maybe fix some of those things in the show. I just I just don't know. I'm I'm pretty skeptical on it. I think it's going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I'm not that excited for it and I don't think I'm going to fall in love with it like I did that first season. And I don't think it's going to be as good as the second season. But, you know, uh, I was surprised. Uh, Like, Andor really shocked me. And, you know, that was the last Star Wars thing we got. So if they continue on that trend, you know, uh, it could potentially be great. So I guess we'll see. Mm. I hope it'll be good. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I hope everything we have to watch for this show is good. Nah, if everything was good, we wouldn't have good content. We wouldn't have episodes like the Morbius episode, winner of episode of the year last year. No, it wasn't. For me, at least. For me, it was. It's not even the one you said. Yeah, it is. The Morbius episode? I don't think it was. No, it was, because it was the first episode we did together, and I said that the chaotic uh, energy after being stuck in the that just in the theater <laughs> that was for two hours watching that and like two us devastated just, dudes just sitting there <laughs> us just driving home and like being frustrated because we really just wanted to complain about the movie but not being able to because we had to wait and complain about the movie on the podcast and that movie sucks no nah, it's the best movie of all time i'll kill myself i'm sorry for real <laughs> jesus man <laughs> and, um, are you that good? Movie just takes it out of me. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, just, I'm tired of it. I know. <laughs> Fuck Morbius, bro. <laughs> I know. I remember at the end of last year, you said that uh, that we were not going to talk about Morbius ever again. But I'm going to do it every week from from now until the end of 2023, and then hey, your hey. purgatory can be over. <laughs> every 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 month is Morbius month. Jesus. From now until we die. Anyway, is there anything else you wanted to talk about Star Wars-wise or the Mandalorian-wise? I don't think so. Like what your hopes are for it, I guess. I just want good content. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I, I know you. S- I know last week you said that you wanted it to be less episode, like episodic, like less monster of the week type thing. Mm-hmm. And it looks like that's what we're going to get. No, it looks like... We're going to get what you want, which is less of that and more of a long-form story. So, are you excited for that? I hope... Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Who knows? Uh. Alright. Well, anyway, let's uh, let's move on over to our other uh, Pedro Pascal-led um, series and talk about the last of us the season premiere uh we haven't talked about this to each other at all yet um <laughs> i just know that you watched it we both watched it yesterday so i don't know i, I guess neither of us know how the other one feels about it so this will be interesting usually we kind of have a gauge a little bit um w- one of us will give a little bit away but neither <laughs> of us have said anything yeah um 
but yeah, so I guess we'll go. Uh, we can talk about visuals, um, audio, and then we can uh, get into plot and performances as well afterwards. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, visually, well, I, I guess. Also, I guess for any new listeners, we'll go through and just talk about the games at least. I've played both games, and I loved both of them. I thought they were both really good. Uh, I've played the first one uh, close to when it came out. I guess whenever they released the like PlayStation 4 remaster of it. And then I played it again right before 2 came out. And I really enjoyed it both times. Um, you still haven't played them, have you? No. <laughs> yeah, so... I guess we'll have both perspectives on it, which will be interesting. Um, but yeah, so visually, uh, how, how did you feel about this? I mean, I I don't think there's much to touch on with a series like this that's like so grounded in like a or like close to our reality, just like a more doomsday esque. Yeah. Um. So outside of that, I mean, I guess like big standing visuals, like when you they showed Boston, like the big wall area, in the the show, that was, I thought it would look good. That's how like worn down buildings would be, you know, just yeah, from yeah. zombies everywhere. So, I, I I think it did the job that it needed to. I don't I, it looked good, for what it was. I mean, like none of the buildings look fake or anything, just because obviously destroyed buildings aren't something you can just recreate for a movie unless you're. Or movie or TV show, unless you're Christopher Nolan somehow. Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> looks good. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it looked it looked great. Um, once again, this is an HBO series, and we've talked about it before that um, they really put money behind their visual effects. They they put a lot of money behind this show, and you can tell um, it was done right on the side of visual effects. Um, the, the makeup for, like, the, the zombie things, mm-hmm. uh, look good, especially, like, differentiating between the stages of them. Yeah. The ones we see early on, and, like, the, essentially, this is, like, a, this isn't really a spoiler, it's a, it's a zombie apocalypse type thing, but instead of a virus, it's a fungus, so the people in their mouths, they have like these little fungal spores coming out and eventually throughout the stages it like grows and consumes you. So we start the episode off seeing um, pe- people in the early stages, you know, ground zero type moment and developing all the way up until uh, the end we see someone who's like very far along where essentially the... They've been completely overtaken by the fungus. They're immobile. Mm. It's taking over their whole body and is continuing to spread. So it's uh that those designs looked great. Uh, very true to the games as well, which is one thing that I feel like we'll talk about. I'll talk about with this show at least is like comparing it to the games and uh, seeing how they use that. But like I said a few weeks ago, transferring that from a video game format to a TV show is going to be really important or really important to uh, determine the quality of the show. So mm-hmm. um, that, that visual transformation was really great. Um, and then yeah, the set designs I thought were really good. Uh, the way that the community was set up 
I thought was interesting. Uh, there was a couple shots that we saw. There was one of a plane crashing. I thought the effects on that were really good. Um, and then the ending shot when they're going out into the outside of the quarantine zone that they have there is a set from the like a level I guess from the game that is mm-hmm. like a skyscraper with another one that's like halfway falling onto it and things like that. I thought that looked um, a little bit computer generated. It looked like Uncanny Valley almost. It looked very real, but mm-hmm. like not quite. Just slightly uh, off. I think it's because you don't see it till the lightning strikes. I think it'll probably look better whenever it's, you know, whenever they're actually in it and everything. But we'll see next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what about the the? I, what were you about to say? Uh, just for like the last thing of visuals, I did, like the actual cin- cinematography and like the the shots were were very good. The the probably the most prominent one that everybody would talk about is the one with Joel's daughter and the lady next door, like in the background. That's all I'm gonna like describe of it because I I want people to see this. And it came out yesterday, so. Um, yeah, that was pretty pretty uh, a very interesting effect. Uh, very like horror esque effect. Yeah, I, I I like how they left. Um, we'll talk about this more later, but I I like how they left the shot focused on Sarah, yeah, and that was kind of blurred in the background. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. I feel like some other uh, some other forms of horror they'll shift the focus onto what's happening in the background, but this kind of makes it more unnerving because Sarah doesn't notice. Mm-hmm. because the focus is on her and what she's doing at the moment um but then you know you notice but it's a little bit out of focus it's not clear what's happening yeah so i thought that was that was really interesting i think so too um yeah so now on the sound this is actually something that i do have a little bit to say about um we haven't heard what i think is one of the like sounds that will uh be more unnerving to most people in the show we have heard it in the trailer and i it it gave me flashbacks to some frustrating parts of the of the game and some kind of not scary but very very tense parts of the game so i'm looking forward to to how they kind of weaponize that sound in the show as well uh yeah. but we'll we'll talk about that more in the later episodes i'm sure because okay. it, those are uh those will be big big soon um just make you clench up every time you hear it i'm sure uh but the the sounds of the zombies i guess that we see in this i thought it was very interesting how they still sound human because it hasn't like the fungus hasn't fully taken them over yet Mm. but they sound mindless yeah in a way that they there are probably zombie things where it's a virus and they sound like this or whatever but the only one that i can really think of is the walking dead and stuff like that they don't just like moan ceaselessly (laughs) it sounds like they're saying things but they don't have the cognitive ability to like actually put those thoughts and stuff into words yeah it, it seems like they're they're it feels like they're talking and and saying things but not being able to communicate in words it's mm. it's i really like the 
the sound design for the zombies. Um, and I thought, how how'd you feel about the soundtrack in this? I don't really remember it that well, if I'll be honest. I watched this pretty late last night. Um, yeah. I'm not sh- the reason I ask is just because there were some things that stood out to me, but I think it's because of the way they like retooled the soundtrack of the game and kind of uh, tweaked it a little bit, but mm-hmm. still had those those little bits of like flavor in there, I guess. So I th- the one thing that 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 is that is the um, is the the opening scene it's a it's a song that is featured in the game at some point but they they tweak it a little bit and make it more of like an intro song but things like that i this the soundtrack really stood out to me because of that i just didn't know i thought it was a great score i just didn't know if it stood out to you mm-hmm. for different reasons i don't know i just couldn't remember it i guess <laughs> that's fair um i guess that I don't really want to get into performances while we're not talking spoilers. Just because some of the bigger... The biggest performance that I want to talk about hinges pretty heavily on a spoiler. So I think this is all we're going to do for non-spoilers today unless there's anything else that you want to... That's fine with me. Alright, well, (laughs) overall, like generally, I guess before we go, what are your thoughts on this show and like, would you recommend it? I would. Uh, it's it's a pretty big buy-in, though. Uh, that's uh, the problem. It's an hour and a half long. It was very long. When I thought uh, it's like, when I thought it was getting close to the end, I looked at it. It was like fifty-two minutes, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm barely halfway through." <laughs> yeah, I. I kind of there's a point where I think they could have ended the show. Yeah, ended the episode, but I. I think that. To really grab people, they wanted to get to the point that they got to, mm-hmm. because there's really only other one other spot the show could end, and I don't want to say it here because it is a pretty, pretty significant spoiler. But there's a there's a place like 30, 35, 45 minutes in that mm-hmm. they could have ended it, but really that feels kind of like a a self contained thing, and you. I feel like some people might not come back because they don't know what's next. Yeah. And um, if you want to push further than that, you really need to get to this point where the show actually ends to get people bought in. And I feel like they didn't want to rush it, so they did make a bit longer of an episode. But I think that, you know, if you take the time to watch it, um, it's worth it because it is... Not only because I know where the story is going, but um, my girlfriend, who didn't know anything about it, was uh, really into it and really wanted to see what happens next. I, I think that the because she 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 also felt that it was a bit long when mm. we started it and everything, but uh, by the end of it, she was invested. So if you can if you can get through it, which you know if you can watch like a movie, you should be able to. Mm-hmm. Um. If you can get past that hump and really see what everything is setting up to be, I think that it'll really be worth it to to continue watching. And I don't think it's a I don't think it feels long. It's a bit of kind of a slow burn of setting things up, mm-hmm. but um, I think there's enough interesting things, 
plot-wise, a bunch of great performances and some really good visuals in there to keep people, to keep you invested if you take the time to to get through it. And I think by the end, for most people, the the the, the story will kind of have you hooked yeah. and want you to to come back for more. So I would I would recommend giving it a try if you uh if you haven't yet. So and I'm really looking forward to to the next few episodes. Sorry, yeah, I just too. punched my desk accidentally. It's okay. We all gotta let out some steam sometime. You're right. You're right. I'm just real mad. <laughs> anyway, um, so I guess that's the end of the non-spoilers. And if you haven't seen the show yet, I would hop over and watch it and come back and listen to the rest of the episode. Uh, if you're not going to watch the show, but you don't want to hear those spoilers, then uh, we'll see you next week. But for now, let's talk about the plot a little bit. Um, there's kind of three segments. One is very brief. Um, this wasn't in the game, but I really liked that addition at the beginning of the, the scientists on that, like, mm-hmm. depressing talk, God, that late was night talk show. The opening scene. It was yeah. so good. Oh my God. And like the way they explain it is so perfect that it, it, it actually makes like perfect sense. Like something like this could happen. Mm-hmm. So, well, scientifically it. I mean, like... Well, I'm not going to get into it, because I, I did like, a deep dive on it a couple of years ago, <laughs> but... Um, I, I guess, like, the, the evolution adaptation of the, the fungus, would all it would all depend on that, and if it would be able to... Well, it's... It's not... That's not the issue. The issue is um, the transmission side of things, and the... Contri- it's... I, uh, I don't want to get into it. It's, like the spread. It, it, it's... Yeah, it's a bunch of... Uh, <laughs> nonsense that I'm not going to get into right now. Okay. Well, it's not nonsense; it's science. But it's a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter for the purposes of this show. I, I just um, think it, it's it's definitely good enough, at least for me. You know, to make oh it yeah, no, I oh for sure, and to make it very clear off the top, the see, the difference between this is what I was talking about: the difference between taking something that's a game and that's a show, kind of. With the game, you're active in the story and you can kind of figure things out as you go along. Mm-hmm. Because the whole time Joel knows, well, not the whole time, uh, after the time jump, he knows that it's a fungal infection, not a virus. Yeah. But like you kind of discover it through some like clippings and stuff that you see and through some stories like you you discover it organically through conversations and stuff i feel like with this it being very clear off the top and just letting people know i mean you know you might not fully get why they're talking about this at the moment but later it will become clear yeah i did think it was funny though that this seems to be like some late night talk show that they're doing (laughs) and it's just gotta be the most depressing segment and like the host is trying to crack jokes and stuff but they're talking about like this depressing subject matter and the two scientists on talking about like global pandemics virally versus um what in this show is the real uh the real threat which is the fungal pandemic um them like kind of debate it and stuff and the vi- the virus guy is not taking the fungus guy seriously it's just a weird vibe 
for like yeah. a, a talk show from the 60s. <laughs> I just found that really funny that I the dynamic there. Mm-hmm. But it was very um very harrowing and and like some serious some pretty some pretty blatant foreshadowing, but I feel like it works for the context of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to know why they were having this like conversation in the 60s worrying about like zombies back then. Well, I don't think they were worried about zombies per se. Or just a well, pandemic. I guess the fungal they guy were talking was. about pan- pandemics, I suppose. But the, yeah, yeah they guy, were just—he's probably gone yeah. now, though. And then the, that's sixty years later in that world. Oh yeah, and he already—he already looked pretty, pretty old. So I'm, I'm sure he might not have been dead when it actually happened. But by the time that we are now, which is like we're up to 2023, actually, so he's, he's probably uh, dead if he didn't. If, was, if if he didn't die before, he probably died in the fungal uh, <laughs> pandemic. Um, it was interesting that they were talking about how, like, the virus guy was like, oh, you know, fungi can't live in hosts that are greater than 94 degrees or whatever. And then they talked about, like, yes, but they could evolve for that to be necessary. And... So it's like, yes, scientifically, at the time it couldn't happen, but then later on we know that those conditions became more real. Yeah. Uh, so in the world that we're living in, it, it makes it believable. I feel like it kind of lowers those barriers to entry. That with a, with a TV show, I feel like it takes more convincing of certain things. You can't just... With a video game, you know, you're there to play as the character and, you know, I I always hope for a good story, but that's not the main appeal. Mm -hmm. With a TV show, that's kind of, that is the main appeal. Whereas a video game, like, you can have a pretty bad, the Ratchet and Clank games, the newer ones are a good example. You Mm -hmm. can have really fun gameplay with an awful story and it doesn't matter. But with a TV show, and what people saw with the Ratchet and Clank movie that they made, when you take away the gameplay aspect, and it's a TV show or a movie, the story is kind of what you need to put your focus in. So you have to change the framework of that, and I feel like adding this scene did a lot to help with that contextually. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess now we'll talk about uh, what happens in 2003. Which is uh, kind of where the show picks up on. There's the short segment of the 60s. We get the title screen. And then, yeah, they're in 2003. We get uh, introduced to Sarah and her dad, Joel. Uh, played by Pedro Pascal. And who plays Sarah? I haven't seen her. Uh, Nico in, in Parker. Any... I have Nico Parker. Up. Yeah, I haven't seen her in anything before. I don't well, she think, was in but... the live-action Dumbo that Tim Burton did. Oh, was she? Apparently, yeah, I, I haven't okay. seen. Okay, yeah, I she's thought... the daughter of uh, a screenwriter named Old Parker and Fandy oh. hmm. Newton. Is that how you say her first name? Fandy, I don't know how to say her name. She's a pretty famous actress. Okay, yeah, I, uh, I, I hadn't seen her or heard of her before, but, um. We'll talk more about that when we get to the performances aspect, but mm-hmm. I thought that 
this dynamic they built between um, Joel and Sarah really uh, spending more time with them than you do in the game because this is like you know a pretty short segment in the game that gets stretched out to 30 or 40 minutes in the show um, mm-hmm. I thought that really worked because you really get to see Joel's relationship with his brother you know they work together they're they're obviously very close but really his world revolves around Sarah it seems you know he's working long hours very hard but it seems like just with the the way that they speak to each other and kind of the way that uh joel acts you you can tell that he's working hard to be able to help and support her and he really cares about her and they have a very a very good relationship and uh she's very important to him which makes what happens later all the all the more upsetting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know... It, if, do you want to talk about the stuff that happens in the neighbor's house? I didn't really think much of this, but it sounds like you you liked it. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, it, you, uh, <laughs> there's a little bit of foreshadowing, because you see like this old lady getting fed a biscuit at the beginning of like the scene, like it, like of the, the family interaction from the neighbor to neighbor thing. When they're leaving to take Sarah to school, I guess. Yeah, to school. Um, and Joel and his brother are going to work. <clears throat> and, like, the guy that lives next door that's taking care of either his mom or, I guess, like, his wife's mom, I would assume, um, was, like, just putting pieces of a biscuit in her mouth. And she wasn't, like, eating them or anything. And they were just, like, yeah, they sitting, were just sitting in her there. mouth. <laughs> and it was just very uncomfortable. She wasn't moving or anything. So you obviously knew something was up. Like, she just wasn't there. Um and then, like, the interaction happens, and she, uh, Joel promises that she's going to come over and visit after she gets back from school. Um, and in, uh, in between, it's, it doesn't really matter. She gets her, her dad's watch fix. It does matter for I think sentimental purposes. Yeah, I think that this does a lot to show that she really cares about him and she's doing mm-hmm. she's really trying to make his birthday special for him yeah even though he um, it, it's nothing to him he he just wants to have a good day or something well it's very clear that yeah it's just another day to him um mm-hmm. but she really wants it to be special yeah she's like don't forget to get a cake for yourself later and everything and she goes and gets this really it sounds like the watch is pretty sentimental to him you mm-hmm. see at one point earlier in the day he's looking down at his wrist and he's like, oh, I don't have a watch. He doesn't say that, but like he clearly is trying to check the time, but doesn't have the watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. It seems like it's sentimental in some way. It might just be a regular watch. Who knows? But she says like, oh, you've been saying you're going to get it fixed for um, for a long time and you never have. So she goes and gets it fixed. Uh, the The kind of imagery and symbolism of this scene, like seeing all the all the clocks and everything moving it it seems like i was kind of seeing it as a countdown almost because i knew what was coming so um Mm. it 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 felt like based off of that and like the music they were using in the scene it felt like a countdown and then what really sealed that for me was once she got kind of kicked i guess kicked not she got kicked out yeah they fixed the watch and 
uh, she gets ushered out by, I guess, the wife of the shop owner because they're hearing some stuff on TV and they tell her to get home quickly and everything. Mm-hmm. They pull down the blinds and I might be reading too much into this, but like there's just a big clock on the wall and it's like it felt like with them panning to all the clocks while the watch was getting fixed and then suddenly you're hit with this clock that's just not moving it's like okay they're counting down and the world's about to stop essentially Mm -hmm. like i said i might have been reading too much into it just because if i knew what was coming but i think that if they did that on purpose i think it was really effective uh, yeah visually kind of alluding to what's about to happen but mm-hmm. yeah no she gets so home too. yeah but then, yeah she she eventually uh does she gets to watch and gets back and this is yeah this is that scene that you were talking about earlier she's sitting and doing her homework at the old lady's house and uh yeah i'll let you go ahead and talk about it. you brought it up <laughs> earlier um so she she was helping she was doing her homework, and then, like, the lady, the, like, the the wife or, like, the younger lady that lives there was baking or something. She's like, hey, come help me bake these cookies or whatever. And then she says, yeah, I'll be there in a second. Um, and she just Real starts, quick, like... I thought work. it was very relatable when she was like, I'm making cookies. And uh, <laughs> Sarah was like, chocolate chip? And the person said... No, raisin. But she said it in a way where it was like supposed better. to be a treat. And yeah. yeah, better than chocolate chip. And I was just like, and the, the look on Sarah's face, she looked so Same, sad. bro. And I was like, <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Raisin cookies are pretty garbage. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just had to jump in and <laughs> no, jump in fine. and say that. That's an honorable, uh, I could honor that. <laughs> um, but after she says, I'll be there in a second, she gets up and she looks like it looks at the DVDs they have. On the bookshelf, which is cool because this is 2003. <laughs> yeah. And it's not HD. <laughs> it's just regular DVDs and, like, the old packaging and just, like, the old, mm-hmm. like, like covers of them. And she picks one and, uh, while she's looking at it, in the background, it's, uh, it's blurred out. It's not focused on. You see, like, the old lady. Fi- she hadn't moved up until this point at all. Um, you see her arms, like, just crack and, like... Looks like they're breaking in like different places and then just coming back together really quickly. Yeah, and then that's all the movement we see and like she doesn't hear it because of some some other noise was going on I think, or she I'm was just sure. too focused on reading like the the DVDs like description on the back or something. Yeah, um, but like, she has like her mouth open and moving in weird ways and stuff too. And. uh... After that, I think, doesn't she look at her, and then she just, like, goes in the other room? Or does she? she I don't no, she just think... walks by her. She walks by yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, she walks past, because she's like, can she I still borrow acting this? weird. <laughs> she just yeah, goes, she... can I borrow this? And then, like, I need to go. <laughs> yeah, she leaves. The dog is acting weird, though. The dog is just, like, staring at the old lady and whimpering. Yeah. Knowing something's up, as, as dogs would, mm-hmm, I think. For sure. So... It's probably some kind of smell or thing. I don't know, but or just seeing your owner act strange as well. Or, yeah, like probably. sick. Yeah, so. what I think was probably happening earlier in the show was the point where like the fungus was taking over her brain, mm-hmm. so she was essentially brain dead. It felt yeah. like that's what I was. And then too. that was the moment where like it took 
control and kind of woke up in a way and like that was the moment that she was no longer in the driver's seat it was the fungus that was driving things it like the fungus finally got a hold of like the extremities yeah yeah but yeah i thought that was very effective as well especially like if you don't know what's going to happen or what this is about at all Mm -hmm. i know that my girlfriend was really concerned (laughs) concerned because she had no clue what was going on with everything so I think that, especially if you don't know the story, like that, that is a really effective, like tension builder, essentially. So, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, uh, then this is where things kind of kick off. Um, they go. She goes home. She gives her dad the watch. She falls asleep watching a movie, and. Uh, Tommy calls and he's in jail because he got into a fight. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the person that he got into a fight with or something was infected. Maybe it's pretty oh, vague, yeah, dude just but like he was like someone like was just attacking acting. a waitress or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was interesting. Um, but then yeah, so he's gone and she wakes up at like two a.m. or whatever. Uh, the the TV, she turns it on and it says, stay inside. And she immediately leaves the house. Yep. Because <laughs> the, uh, the dog come, comes to her door and is acting really weird. Like barking and stuff. Trying to get help. Yeah. It looks terrified. And she's like, oh, you have to go back. I'm going to take you back to your owners at two in the morning. And the dog does not want to go. <laughs> I feel like if this was the case, if I had just seen on the news where they're like, stay inside, and a dog comes up to me acting all scared at 2 a.m., I would just hang on to the dog until the morning. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, but then she, she heard, like, a crash or a scream or something when she was going up to the the house. Yeah, and also, what what woke her up was, like, a helicopter flying very low, like, so low that it shook the house. It just, it screams, don't go outside, and it don't screams, go into your neighbor's a, house. This is a disaster. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, she goes in, and this is kind of the first glimpse that we see of the, the monsters in this show, which is the grandma has, like, taken bites out of uh, the other two people living there. <laughs> and so Sarah runs and gets away. Luckily, right at this time, Tommy and Joel come up, and uh, Joel just takes a wrench and uh, takes the grandma out. One bucked. <laughs> yeah, I do want to bring this up because there's a diff. There's an interesting comparison I want to draw later. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they also. I'm not sure if you watched like the the bonus thing at the end of the episodes where they like the creators come on and talk about it, but they brought this up there too. Um, Whenever he kills her to defend Sarah, she's Sarah's like horrified, um, and you know, rightfully so, I guess. Yeah, but uh, I, I th- you could notice it when you saw it because he just hit an old lady in her mind that was just like senile or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, I uh, this this scene. It, this next scene is gonna it's gonna be pretty quick to talk about. I just think that it was uh them driving 
through trying to escape the city. I thought it was really interesting seeing just how crazy things got so quickly. Because mm-hmm. this is only like four or five hours after he has gotten home. Yeah, initially. I, and I do think this is like, this is what would happen. Because you see how people freak out when it like snows. Oh, for sure. Bad weather. This is yeah, exactly, no, this exactly is... what would happen here. Yeah, definitely. So your best bet's probably just to like hunker down at that point. <laughs> yeah, I I, that's that feels like it's always what people are meant to do. That's what they're told to do. But in movies and shows, no one ever does. And yeah, there's so many people out in the open. Like the fact that we just see Joel kind of become cold-hearted immediately. Mm-hmm. He goes into defense mode because. Like we said earlier, and we've kind of seen thus far that Sarah is his whole world, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to lose that. He's like trying to defend her wholeheartedly, and mm-hmm. they uh, drive away. He tells the neighbors to stay in their house and everything, but um, he leaves them behind. He's not taking them with him. There is uh, a car stopped on the side of the road with people that have a child, and he... Tommy's about to stop and he makes him keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, he is very much like, fuck everybody else. The three of us are making it out of here. And um, yeah, eventually it leads to the car crashes and Tommy gets separated from Joel and Sarah. Mm-hmm. And this le- leads to like one of the most... heartbreaking things i've ever seen in a video game and then the performances in the show also really do it justice so uh joel is having to carry um sarah because her ankle gets broken in the car crash Mm. and eventually they see either like a swat guy or like a military guy he's he's got like you know the full mask and everything on. on yeah yeah, um, and he calls his supervisor, whoever, and the supervisor is eventually like, kill them. One difference that I liked between, the, that I like better in the game than I do in this is that the person holding the gun like questions the authority a little bit. Mm-hmm. In this, he's ju- he doesn't question anything. He just immediately puts his gun back up and does it. But in the game, he seems a lot more hesitant, which I feel Mm -hmm. like makes the scene even more heartbreaking. Is that like he doesn't want to do it, but he's essentially being forced to because of the situation and the orders that he's following. Mm -hmm. Um, I think so. I also think for this, it's just like he's I think in my mind, he's probably already had to do something similar that like that day. So. Yeah, yeah, you he's, could, he's probably I, you desensitized a little bit to it because he's had to do it already. Or yeah. I don't know. So but I just we, think like we didn't see that... that guy's face at all, did we? No, like we didn't see any expression from him. He was just kind of in the dark in a shadow. So yeah, I just think losing that takes a little bit away from this scene, but it's still very, very powerful. Um, mm-hmm. But eventually, he does shoot, and Joel kind of dives out of the way. And uh, rolls away. Eventually, the guy comes back, comes up to him, and he does apologize for having to kill him. And that 
that one moment of hesitation that comes a little bit too late, I think, mm-hmm. uh, gives Tommy time to come and kill him. So, uh, <laughs> they are, are kind of saved by that. And But at this moment, that's where they see that Joel was kind of skimmed with a bullet in his side. Mm-hmm. Probably the same one that went through Sarah's stomach. And this scene was uh, just so heartbreaking seeing him try to get her up and like Mm -hmm. immediately uh tommy knows what's going on like he knows that she's kind of a lost cause Mm -hmm. um and he's just standing there like you can you can tell immediately he knows what's going on and he's trying to say something but you can't can't find the the kind of words out yeah yeah that's his niece and his brother's watching his daughter die yeah and Joel's so. just trying to get her up, and she can't move because she's in so much pain. Mm-hmm. It just, like, the emotion that both of them have during this scene, I thought it was very well acted. Um, and, yeah, just really heartbreaking, especially... <laughs> I think my girlfriend thought that, that like, we were going to be spending more time with <laughs> with him and his daughter. I didn't <laughs> think that she thought that she'd be uh, dead halfway through the first episode, so... I mean, that was also the shock, like, playing the game. You know, mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes into the game. Um, you know, before you, all this happens, before you get the title sequence, once she dies, that's when the title pops up in the game. So it's, like, just so early on, just setting the stage for this. Uh, it really lays the groundwork for everything that makes Joel the man he is the next time we see him. Mm-hmm. And it really just shows like how cruel this world is going to be that we're uh, watching the show in for the rest of it. So, mm-hmm. I think so too. But then, yeah, immediately after this, we get a pretty significant time jump, uh, a longer one than in the game. I think so, in the game, it's I think it 10 was ten years. Yeah, and they just doubled it because it's yeah, just when they released, I guess. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think it. There really wouldn't be is. much technical, like techni- technological development during that time probably so no yeah i i don't think it really does much for the show other than giving these characters more time in this world Mm -hmm. uh to joel is a bit more aggressive than in the game in the game he's like numb Mm -hmm. and doesn't really care for much and he, he i mean he's kind of cold-blooded in the in the game as well but in this he's just kind of off the handle in a way i think mm-hmm. that adding that extra 10 years might have given them the opportunity to take his like th- the loss that he had had make him sit in that for an extra 10 years live in this world for an extra 10 years and just mm-hmm. make it more believable that he would have gone as far off the edge as he does yeah but I don't really have a ton to say about the back half of this episode. If you want to give some of your thoughts, there's one or two things that I want to talk about, but uh, there's mainly one thing I want to say. acknowledge. And I talked to I talked a little bit with some people at work that saw it, and they they played the games, so they had a little bit more knowledge. And they they were saying like the this whole first episode is like the entire like first sequence of the game. They changed a little bit of stuff. Like apparently there was a bus instead of the plane that crashed. Which I was fine with the plane crashing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that. I mean, it looked cool, and it, mm-hmm. it, I think it really. It, it was just for a dr- 
uh, drama. Yeah. Just to heighten the factor. More of, more like, of a spectacle. Hey, yeah, like this is this is how big this is. Yeah. It's everywhere. Um, <clears throat> the thing I want to acknowledge is like the 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 mark on Ellie. Well, what what it was from like a bite or something. Obviously, like I oh man, and this sucks because I haven't played the games, but this gave away so much. I feel because it's not hard to put together that she survived the bite, so she's obviously part of some kind of cure, somehow, and that sucks for me. What do you mean? Because like I, that's why that's probably why she's being transported somewhere, because like she's she didn't turn, like nothing's happened to her, after like three weeks. Yeah, why did wait, wait, I, I'm just curious. Why does that suck for you though? Because I didn't know that like that she was part of that. I didn't know if like I didn't know they were that was like an option. I didn't know that was part of her character in like The Last of Us. I didn't. Was that like an early thing in The Last of Us, like the game too? Oh yeah, I mean you find ah. I, you find out at about the same time. That kind of sucks. That makes me. Ups- I mean, it makes sense in a game, I think, because that's your that's your main objective. You know, yeah. and I I feel like if they. Did they do the thing where they like showed it in the game where like the lady called it out, be like, "Hey, what is this?" What or did they like? Like, because that's hey, how what the, is this? Uh, Joel and like the lady that we're gonna transport her. Yeah. Remember, she found it T- on her. She Tess? was like, "What is?" Yeah, Tess. Oh, after like, yeah. So the scan. Yeah. So the the same the same thing happens in the game. The thing is, mm-hmm. the game takes a little bit longer to happen because. In the game, there's more action in it. Yeah. There's more shooting and stuff. Like, whenever they go and they see uh, Marlene mm-hmm. and everything, they're involved in that. Yeah. So they go and they kill Robert and all those people because they got screwed over. Um, And they get caught up into, like, a firefight between the fireflies and and the and Robert's people, and they end up killing some fireflies. And Marlene is like, "I was going on this mission, and you ruined it, and all this stuff." Um, and that's why they end up agreeing to take Ellie. She's like, "Look, I can't take her now because I've been shot." So. I need you to do it. I'll give you weapons and a car and all this stuff. In the game, they're also not looking for Tommy. Like they know where he is, but they just don't talk anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, is he is he dead in the show? Didn't he die? No, 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 no. In the th- oh, there, he wasn't part of the shootout then. I thought he had been. No, 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 no. Remember, he. Uh, so they've been communicating via the radio tower, and he's like, he hasn't responded oh, in three songs. weeks. Yeah. So they're going to. It wasn't the songs. Remember when he goes and like skips to the front of the line of the radio. Te- the the guy with the radio. Mm-hmm. He says that he hasn't responded in three weeks. So they're gonna. He's Joel is trying to go find him for whatever yeah. reason. Um, it's his blood, but, I guess, the last of his family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, it's probably like two or three hours. Probably closer to two hours, an hour and a half to two hours into the game where you get to this. So really, it's roughly the same length. It's just instead, they spent more time in that opening sequence with him and Sarah. And they kind of skipped over some of the big action yeah. pieces, like the shoot the shoot house type things in the game. Just because I think they're going to do a lot of that, kind of skip over it. 
I don't think there's going to be as many firefights and action sequences in the show, which is fine. Because, you know, mm-hmm. that is also, like, the the gameplay aspect is, like, you know, you want to go around and have combat in a video game. Whereas having them come in and see the aftermath of the fight, I feel like worked better for the TV show than, you know, every couple minutes seeing them, uh, seeing them have a, have have some kind of fight. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't think it was revealed any earlier. Um, huh. That just feels odd. I think, honestly. Well, I'm not gonna spoil any that that could potentially spoil some of the show later. I I I think that yes, that is a big reveal that happens early on, mm. but I don't think that that is the focus of the game or the show the focus of the of the game is the the interpersonal relationships that happen on this journey mm-hmm. and i feel like that makes knowing why they're going on the journey it doesn't matter it's not that big of a reveal especially given what happens over the course of the journey so i think mm-hmm. that uh i think i, I think it really doesn't doesn't matter I hadn't thought about that being like. It just felt kind of big to me when I saw it, and then like they acknowledged it. I was like, "Huh, that feels yeah. odd." Like, I mean, it's, day one it, out here. <laughs> it it is a big deal, but it's not. <coughs> Excuse me. I didn't think anything of it just because I, I I already knew what the mm-hmm. situation was and everything, but um, yeah, I thought I thought it was fine. Uh, given what comes after story-wise i think that you know like having that reveal here works um but yeah so but talking about that scene again they do uh they are escaping with ellie who was being controlled by some fireflies which is like a a resistance group uh Mm. they're essentially under martial rule of a dictatorship right now and the fireflies are wanting to bring back democratic rule uh they've been trying to for 20 years and they they make it clear they really haven't made much headway they've done some small stuff and they've been a nuisance but they haven't made any major strides Mm -hmm. and uh marlene the leader of this group it's very clear that she thinks that ellie could kind of turn the tide in some way Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah, but eventually, once they come in and the fireflies plan to smuggle her out of the city, it doesn't work. Um. Tess and Joel, who are smugglers, essentially get hired to do this. They get offered a lot from. Um. They've been trying to get a car to go find Tommy and everything, and they know that if the fireflies are offering them, it'll be. It'll be good equipment because they mm. get it from, they steal it from the military. So it won't be like a 20 year old car. They've had to find a okay battery and all this stuff. Mm. It'll actually be something usable. So, um, yeah, that's, that's where they end up taking her out and then they get barely outside of the quarantine zone and immediately they run up on this, uh, soldier who's, peeing and turns out earlier in the show we see a soldier that um has been 
doing who has been buying uh pain medicine from joel who smuggles it somehow um and he says look it's gonna be real dangerous on the street the next few nights we've been having a lot of firefly attacks don't be out on the street and Mm -hmm. he immediately is like come on i told you not to do this and they're trying to wheel and deal and he's really not not having it i thought that was interesting just based off of his his activity but i think it's like buying smuggled goods is in joel's head this is just another transaction they're like hey we'll give you the money from this deal if you um if you let us if you let us go but in his head you know buying smuggled goods might get him a slap on the wrist or something mm-hmm. but they hang people who leave the quarantine zone so if they found out that he assisted them they'd probably hang him too so I think for them, since they aren't part of this military ruling class, essentially, every crime is every crime that they commit probably has an equal severity and punishment mm-hmm. or close to it. But for him, the the stakes are much, much higher now. So that's why they expect him to help, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I think he was going to kind of take it easy on them. He was just doing the little fungus tester thing that they have. Yeah. And yeah, this is where things really kick off is I think that if they were all clean, he would have taken them back in and maybe gotten them off without dying or something. But once Ellie's comes up as positive, uh, he freaks out, rightfully so. She stabs him in the leg. (laughs) And this is the moment where uh, the soldier picks up the gun and points it at Joel, who was standing in front of Ellie. And you can kind of see in his eyes that this... And they show a little bit of a flashback. This clearly reminds him of how Sarah died. And he just mm-hmm. goes off the handle. and he, Just completely. Yeah, and he you know beats the soldier to death with just his bare hands. Oh, he be- beats his head to like a bloody pulp. Like, it's... With the amount of punches he threw, like, did, I don't... It didn't... You couldn't tell from the scene how badly, like, the guy's face would have been messed up because they either didn't show it, like, the guy's face completely or they, like, just didn't do it. But, like, there were at least, like, 20 punches thrown in. If you punch somebody 20, like, times, just straight up face, no blocking, I think I... You're breaking skull bones. They're, they're, like, their head is messed up. Oh, yeah. No, it was... It was gruesome. It was hard to watch. But it really showed, like, what that initial loss and then what this world has done to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see the way Ellie reacts having someone protect her in this way it like almost looks like it excites her at the very least she's like appreciative and kind of in awe of it it seems mm-hmm. um, but it def- it, like it felt her made her feel more relaxed for sure too I think because yeah. she knew like these people could protect her yeah and just that stark difference between um, Ellie and Sarah, mm-hmm. I think, just highlights the fact that they're very different people. Mm-hmm. Grew up in very different worlds. Yeah, their their situations were completely different. But um, yeah, it just shows that yes, he has this 
kid that he's kind of in like in charge of i guess protecting now even though he views it as cargo you can still see that a that trauma is still there and like just the fact that he is the line of defense between you know a child and a machine gun again like just throws him off the rails but as the show moves forward, you know, and they continue to have this dynamic of, you know, old man and child girl, <laughs> um, the it shows very upfront that this is going to be a very different relationship because mm-hmm. Ellie stabs the guy in the leg before the gun is pointed at her and everything. So it's, um, yeah, it's, she... The world that she grew up in is very different. She's less shocked by the violence, and she's more, I guess, appreciative of being saved in that way, which, mm-hmm. yeah, just highlights the different types of world they grew up in and the different people that they are. And we'll see that, you know, coming up in the series as well as more things mm-hmm. happen, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, one, <laughs> one thing that did frustrate me about the game mm-hmm. is that when this happens... He picks up the Joel in the show picks up the machine gun and takes it with him. You don't do that in the game. In the game, you still just have a pistol. <laughs> so you just jealous, bro? Yeah, I am. <laughs> and like you don't get you don't get a machine gun ever in the game. And like episode one, he's just grabbing it. Or well, no, you do get it for like the very last little like. I mean, this makes sense though. You, you see a machine gun, you're gonna take it. Yeah, I know. I know. It's frustrating, but like. In the game, you get, like, you start off with uh, the pistol, then you eventually get, like, a rifle, then a shotgun, then you get a flamethrower, and then, <laughs> and then for the... I wonder if he's going to have a flamethrower in the in the show. That'd be funny. I bet he he'll, has it, like, just for probably, one episode or something. Yeah, he'll probably use it for one fight. Yeah. Like, probably the fight that he gets it for in the game, he'll probably use it for that, but then he just won't, won't keep it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably too lo- like clunky. Too oh yeah, for sure. Big to lug around. Um, and then yeah, for like the very end of the game, you get a machine gun <laughs> in both nice. games. But then it's like if you start a new game plus, you get to keep the machine you get gun. to keep all your guns. And I've always wow. for both the games, I'm kind of like, should I just do a new game plus of both of these and just go have a machine gun run? You have to be like much less stealthy, much less worried about conserving your ammo and stuff, like just going around <laughs> going around, around with, with that. the flamethrower at that point in the the new game plus. You probably could. <laughs> probably right. Because you do get a flamethrower in both games get- as well. AOE so, effect the whole time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. How common are flamethrowers? I've never seen one in real life, bro. I've seen uh, videos. There's, yeah, there's at least two. Um, I think one of them he, f- I think one of them is found in a high school, and one of them is found in like a parking deck. So I can believe I the guess, high school one because you can make one probably in a science lab somehow. No, this was like a just a regular flamethrower. It didn't look like <laughs> handmade. Just like a. <laughs> I could be wrong. It's been a couple years, Wild. but. <laughs> but yeah no it's crazy just um, one in a parking deck randomly wild <laughs> but yeah that frustrated me about this <laughs> yeah but uh but after this um yeah they just keep going with their journey they're still trying to get to the the fireflies that are gonna take ellie and give them the equipment that they need so um we didn't talk much about tess 
I feel like she didn't have that much to do on her own. Well, she was on her own a lot in this, but like, it's just kind of setting up the dynamic she has with Joel. They're both smugglers. Um, he is very protective over her because once she gets kind of shaken down by Robert's men, which is the guy that was gonna sell them the battery, but then he screws them over. Um, mm. You know, she'll have she'll have more to do later. And uh, but the performance, uh, who who plays Test? Do you saw that list pulled up? Anna Torv. Okay, yeah, she 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 did a a good job in this episode. I, I'm looking forward to her having more to do. Uh, she was in, in Mindhunter. She was. She yeah. was the chick from Mindhunter. I didn't even realize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing more of her in the next few episodes. Uh, is there anything else plot wise that you want to talk about? I feel like we touched on everything that I wanted to. No, I don't think there's anything else that I like just bursting out at me. <laughs> yeah. Um, performances. I feel like there were a lot of good performances. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about Sarah. Uh, uh, what was the what was that actress? Nico name Parker. Nico Parker. We talked about uh, her earlier. Um, just the performance that she does, just caring for her dad, and you know, just. The back and forth that they have, the, like the little sarcastic banter and stuff, was really great. Mm-hmm. Every everything between Pedro Pascal and her was really good performance wise, and then that death scene was uh, a stellar performance from both of them. I think. Um, I think so too. It, they they had a very good relationship between a father and daughter, and it, it really showed. It felt so. Yeah, and the. And the differences between uh, who plays Ellie again? I'm uh, Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. The differences between their performances also were really good. Really highlights mm-hmm. the differences and what they grew up in. I thought that uh, Bella Ramsey did a great job as Ellie in this, I think setting so up her attitude and how she looks at life and everything, um, and just how she's gonna be. Um, as essentially cargo for the rest of the show so i'm really excited to see more of her she had a little bit to do in this episode but she's going to be a main focus uh, moving forward i've mm-hmm. already talked about uh the actress who plays tess and uh really the only other ones uh who plays tommy again i just closed the thing give me a sec uh gabriel luna Gabriel Luna. Okay, I thought he did the, he did a really good job. You see a lot more of him early on in the show than you do in the game. You see a little bit of him in the game, but I feel like uh, he brought more to that character than we see in the game. Um, just once again, the relationships between Sarah, Tommy, and Joel, I thought are set up really nicely early on. Just uh how they care for each other and how they are as a family and how close they are. It really highlights the the absence of Tommy is really felt in the second half of the episode. Obviously, so is the absence of Sarah. And I feel like that kind of highlights how the absence of both of them has affected Joel because we see that, you know, his daughter has died and he's not... He says at one point that Tommy was turned against him. I think we'll see more of that and more of what happened in the future. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm excited to delve more into that. But 
I just feel like, yeah, he, he added a lot to that character, um, who was fairly one-dimensional in the game. I, I, and I think he added more interesting layers there, and I, I hope we get to peel some of those back soon. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you know, the, 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 uh, the main... The, the character we spent the most screen time with here is Pedro Pascal as Joel. How did you how did you feel about this? I'm just curious because I I found myself comparing him to the game in a few ways, but uh, I'm just curious as to how you felt about this character. Um, I mean, I I, I thought he did a great job of like it just the dynamic between him and his daughter Sarah was great. You could tell they really cared for each other, but like you, you could tell his main priority was her, even like though it wasn't it was never said. You could. Yeah. It was just you had the feeling, and you could tell by the actions that he had, and just I, I think twenty years after your daughter died, your your brother's like you haven't heard from him in three weeks. Of course, you're going to be on edge like we see him in like twenty twenty three present day. Yeah, uh, I feel like he did a great job of rep- representing that because yeah, I mean, obviously he's got a lot on his mind, mm-hmm. and that now he's got to take this little girl across the country. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's across. It's not that far. It's I thought like it was the, on the west coast or something. No, 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 no. It's it's like the state house in in Massachusetts. It's pretty close. Wasn't somebody talking about the west coast in that or something? Um, I don't remember. They started off in Texas. Yep. So they Austin ended up something. They t- they mentioned Atlanta a lot because that's where the the governing body probably is because that's where they get all the military stuff, or at least where the military factories and development yeah. area would be. Um, yeah, so I don't know what they mentioned about the West Coast in this. I'm not really sure. They might not have. I might be thinking of some something else, honestly. I you might know. be, but they're going to the Massachusetts like state capital, essentially. So mm-hmm. um, the Capitol building, which is... It might be in Boston. Is Boston the capital of Massachusetts? Thought it was. Yeah, it like so, so. I don't know. Providence is Rhode Island. Yeah. Yeah. It's, pro- it's probably Boston. So I, it's, it's not far at all. I mean, they have to go through the city to get to it, which is where it, that, that final shot Boston. you see is through, is like the, the, the city of Boston that's outside of the quarantine zone. So. It's not that far, so um, yeah, they don't have to go across the country. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, his his performance just really seeing him as a caring father at the start, and then that like stark contrast between how cut off he is from his emotions. He's drinking and popping pills to like numb the pain and everything after that time jump. Um, the, the way they aged him up uh, or, and like aged him down a little bit, then aged him up, I thought, uh, was good. It didn't, neither, neither, uh, like neither felt weird visually, which was good. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, just seeing him cold and cut off from the world and just, even more aggressive than we see him in the games and stuff is uh, is really interesting, and I'm interested to see more of that. He also, mm-hmm. whatever voice he's doing, sounds a lot like the <laughs> like the voice actor in the game, 
So I thought that was pretty impressive just for him to mold his voice into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I seeing that shift after the time jump, I thought was really interesting. And he, he did a great performance and I'm, he's a great actor. So I'm really looking forward to what he brings to this character moving forward. Mm. Oh yeah. One other thing I did want to say, speaking of people sounding like their voice actors, uh, who plays Marlene? Merle Dandridge. Okay, yeah, she actually voiced the character in the games, which I thought was interesting. They're bringing um, the guy that played Joel from the game into the the series. Oh, really? I was reading. Yeah, That's he's pretty gonna cool. play. They do that a lot as a little cameo or whatever, but uh, mm-hmm. it's not often that you see someone who voiced someone in a game actually get to play them in an ad- in an adaptation. So. Mm-hmm. I thought He's that was really David. David, who the hell is David? The cannibal. How do you know that? I read it. I oh. saw. I, I clicked him, and it. Uh, okay. It, it, <laughs> no, I didn't click him. I read. I scrolled down to like the questions people ask, and it said, "Who is playing David in The Last of Us?" And it said Troy Baker. Okay. And then I looked up, and I clicked Troy Baker and see what he'd been in, and he was Joel Miller in The Last of Us and okay. its sequel. <laughs> so. Well. It, <laughs> just a little well, research done on podcast <laughs> yeah there's a guy that's gonna be a cannibal that's all i got i'm not gonna look into it more that's good <laughs> um i was just like that because that's such it's not a big role so, so like i said it's essentially like a cameo um <laughs> but i was like i was just like that's such, that's such a weird insignificant thing to know like <laughs> yeah I, I, no clue i just read that Fair enough. Regurgitated Fair enough. it. So. I just, okay. <laughs> I thought you just pulled that out of your head. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I came up with all of that with my dome, bro. Well, I was like, just if you didn't know the stuff about Ellie that we find out at the end of this episode, but you knew that there was a guy named David who was a cannibal, I was like, that does, <laughs> does, yeah. it, does it make sense? But yeah, okay, I get it now. Um, but yeah, overall, we already said that we're both really enjoying the show. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the next few weeks of episodes Mm. um i'm really excited what do you i'm just curious i guess since you don't know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna participate in this segment because i do know what's gonna happen (laughs) but i'm just curious where do you think this is going like where do you kind of where do you see this ending up over the next six episodes with the with the limited conversation i've had about it um how long is this season? I think it's it's either seven or nine episodes. Okay, because they're only doing the two seasons of this. They've already said like they're not doing any filler seasons. They're doing game one and then game two. When did they say <coughs> that? I haven't seen that. Uh, the the creators said that. I'm pretty sure. When? I don't know. I saw somebody talking about it earlier today that they had. Um, Thanks. So. I'll I'll have to look into that because I'm not sure. Here, look up how many episodes. I'm just curious. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, it's popping up is saying, like, is there going to be a season two? There's going to be a season two. This is going to get the reception. It, it probably already has. 
Yeah. Um, but the thing I, I expect, obviously, they're going to play on the fact that she has something to do with the cure. Um, okay, <clears> so yeah, they. But I, somebody they they gave me a little tidbit ha- like it's probably not in the way you think. They haven't said that it will follow the events of the Last of Us Part Two. The, the The issue with that is there's a bit of a time jump. Well, the actress for Ellie is nineteen already. Yeah, but she looks young makeup in could, this. Makeup could help. You could, you could. I just don't. I feel like there's practical effects you could do to make somebody just age a little bit. Add a little bit of crow's feet to somebody. Maybe like yeah. one wrinkle on the forehead. <laughs> so they've said that they don't. They don't plan on going beyond what's happened in the games, like past The Last of Us Part oh, Two. But from they what have, I understood, they were just going to do a two season thing. Yeah, so they they haven't they haven't said that the second season will um, be The Last of Us Part Two, the game. But they did say that they don't want to do what happens in Game of Thrones and go past the source material. So what I take that as meaning is like there's going to be a Last of Us Part Three game. Um, eventually. So, like, maybe they'll do a season two in a couple years, that's or a year or whatever. That's part two, and then maybe come back and do season three later after the game is out. I don't really know. Or maybe it will just be two seasons. Maybe they will do three or four seasons with a couple filler seasons in there to bridge the gap. Which I feel like like you could easily do. Fillers would be the, the. Isn't there DLC in the first one? Uh, that's going to be flashbacks in this based Um, off of the trailer heard (laughs) also the dlc isn't enough to make filler seasons about also the dlc is like like i said like flashbacks so Uh, tough (laughs) yeah um so i i would kind of prefer for them to maybe do this one take a year or two do the last of us part two but I also, if this is really good, I might want to see more of that, like what happens during that time jump. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Um, because there are some flashbacks in The Last of Us Part Two that show that like a couple interesting things do happen in between the games. So I wouldn't mind seeing one or two seasons in that. But we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I when you said that they were definitely going to make it see like one and two I, I thought that was odd but yeah it's just that they have definitely said they're not going past the last of us two so uh, the last of I us mean, two like, is also longer so you could break that up into two seasons if you wanted to probably yeah, they could do that i mean like i mean also like with the way tv shows go now it's like you you have it come out one year you have a year off and then it comes out the next year again with a new yeah. season yeah um so like by the time they like they finish this season if it ends at the end of like the last of us part one mm-hmm. you can do some filler episode like a uh, filler season yeah like two years later then you can come back two years after that do the last of us part two by then the last of us part three would probably be out maybe um if not two more years after you do like the last of us part two in television then you can release the last of us part three if, you, if it's been out yeah so I don't know. I mean, it's really way too early to speculate on this. Like, it hasn't been renewed for a season two. Um, and, you know, a lot of what they do with season two will depend on what HBO kind of offers them. You know, so I yeah. I think we'll definitely hear more about that in a couple months. We'll have more to say whenever we get to. Uh, is this the, 
biggest thing post-merger or was House of the Dragon post-merger for them? This is probably the biggest thing post-merger, other than Black Adam. That piece of garbage I didn't even go back and finish. I refuse to. <laughs> I will not make myself sit through that. Yeah, I saw Morbius. That, I'm good. I'm good. Fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so like I was saying, what, where do you think this is headed? I, I'm just curious as to after what you've seen so far, what you I mean, think A lot, is a lot of people are going to die. I bet Joel's brother dies. Um, okay. I bet the chick there with Tessa, is that her name? Tess. Tess. Bet she dies. Because um, that's just that's just based off like photos from the game, basically. Because I I've, I don't know if I've ever even seen her <laughs> in anything from any of the games that I've seen. Okay. Uh, oh, let's see. I bet they're gonna get to like the the capital or whatever, and it's gonna be like, like just overtaken, something. Okay. Uh, that's all I really got. I mean, I, there's not much. Maybe that there's gonna be a falling out between Bella, Bella, not Bella Ramsey, but uh, Ellie, and, and Joel at some point probably, and then they're gonna have to like, like she's gonna not trust him, and then he's gonna be like just trying to help, and then she doesn't want his help at some point probably. Okay. And that causes problems. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's all I got. I I haven't played the game, so I have no idea. And that's all. That's what I'm sticking with. That's fair. Lots of death. Yeah, that's that's fair. I I was just curious because, uh, like I said, I I thought I know I talked about. It, I thought that they might not follow the game that closely, but after this first episode, it looks like they're doing a very faithful adaptation, just with it switching mediums from a game to a tv so like less shoot 'em up action sequences and more like time sitting with these characters and performances and stuff so i think i pretty much know where the story's headed i'm just along mm-hmm. for a different uh different medium for it but i was just curious where you what you thought that's that, that that's interesting um <laughs> i guess you know there's really not much to go off of other than the few yeah, I have no clue. This episode, so that's fair. <laughs> I have I an hour curious. and a half of content that yeah. I know. Of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just wondered how different it was, not knowing the story. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, I guess you know you'll find out in six or seven weeks or however many. So how many? Yeah, I have no clue how many episodes of this season. Oh yeah, I meant to look that up and tell you really quick. Uh, last. Of us episodes. Nine. Nine? Okay. Yes. So yeah, you've got eight weeks to figure it out. Uh I think you'll be original first what happens. The the first episode was originally written as two. They were combined after executives at HBO felt the original first episode would not compel viewers to return the following week. So the original first episode probably ended with Sarah's death, which Yeah. Makes about, sense. Probably about 45 minutes through. Yeah. Which makes sense, but also, like, that does feel almost like a short-ish, like, one-off movie, almost. Like a self-contained mm-hmm. story, in a way. And, yeah. yeah, it... I feel like it is less attention-grabbing than it ending with, oh, she has it, but it's not taking her over. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever. Like... It's it's more final and less like getting the hooks in you and having you 
move I th- forward. I so. think so too, because I, I feel like Sarah, like Nico Parker, did a, a very compelling job of making you care for this character and like the interactions with her dad. Yeah, and that might turn people away immediately if you just end it right there. <laughs> yeah, and then also like it hasn't given you a reason to care about Joel again. Really, mm-hmm. there's no other characters that you want to follow. But that yeah, adding this other episode in there makes it makes makes gives you more to to want to follow in the coming weeks. But I guess uh, is there anything else you've got for this? Oh, that's all I got. <laughs> that was an all aggressive right. sneeze I had behind the scenes. Sorry. Yeah, it looked it looked pretty oh, pretty man. rough. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, talking about this, and I'm really looking forward to the rest of it. I'm interested to to kind of talk to you week to week and see. How you feel? Because yeah, if 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 you don't know anything about where this goes, do you know anything about the second one either? No. The thing is, like, I have a choice to make. It's like, do I either like go and play the games now, or do I wait? <laughs> um, I I'm still just, like, think wait on the TV show. I st- either way, you're gonna. Uh man, I still think that the that the games are probably the best way to play these these stories mm. because that's the way that they were intended, but after seeing the show, I think that like you're still going to get everything out of it story-wise. I still yeah. think the games are worth playing and I mean, you know, if you could play this one the first one pretty quick, which I feel like it's not that long of a game. It's probably like 14 to 16 hours or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you could probably get through it. And I really don't know. Mm-hmm. I I mean, it, it's kind of up to you. You know, Do you want to see this really good story in a video game and where it's more interactive? Or do you want to see it in the form of a TV show? So I think it's just more mm-hmm. up to your personal preference. I don't think it... We'll see. I, yeah. I, it... it, it I know the game is good and the show so far is good. So I, I think, I think either way, I do think after this first season, you should go through and play the game at, at least and play the second one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you should play them at some point. I think that you'd like them, but, but I don't know. I, it's, it's up to you just however you want to take in this story. I think. Yeah. And it goes for the listeners too. It's like, you know, if you, if you want to go through the games and kind of get ahead, I think, I don't. It didn't take anything away from my enjoyment of this first episode, and I don't really think it will for the rest of the show. If the things I liked about this keep, like they keep it up, mm-hmm. um, but it's just a preference thing, you know. I think I think that the game is very much worth playing. Both of them are, and um, sh- so far the show seems like it'll be worth watching. So I think either way, you're going to get a really good story. Yeah, but. Regardless, um, I think that's all we have for this week. So we'll uh, we'll be back next week. I'm not sure what we're gonna talk about. We haven't thought about it yet, but uh, we'll figure that out between now and then. As <laughs> always, though, you can uh, rate us on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Any five star review would be great. Keep your one star reviews to yourself. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> and yeah, if you have a friend who's into into the Last of Us the game or just started watching the show and and uh, wants to hear about it on a podcast, you can send this their way. Uh, if you think anybody you know would like any of our episodes, feel free to send it over. We'd love to to get new people, new miscreants with us here on the moon. So, um, 
yeah, but that's all we've got. So we'll be back next week. Alrighty. I tried to make like a clicking. I was thinking about making a clicking sound like the clickers from the game, but but I I didn't. This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records. You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods, and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com.